I want to discuss the most important facts you need to know to understand media bias. The first and most important fact is the following. In a typical presidential election, 93% of the reporters who are based in Washington, D.C. vote Democratic. Not only is that liberal, that's more liberal than Berkeley, California. Now, journalists will tell you, just because we vote liberal doesn't mean our reporting is liberal. That's a fair point, and I'll return to it in a moment. I'll show how the reporting itself, not just the personal views of the reporters, has a liberal bias. The second important fact about media bias involves how the bias is perpetrated. In general, the problem is not that the media report false things, rather it's that they fail to report some important true things. For instance, you might remember a man named Van Jones. He was appointed by President Barack Obama to be the country's green job czar. Van Jones was so radical that he once admitted to a reporter that he was a genuine communist. In addition, he was a founding member of a Marxist group called STORM, standing together to organize a revolutionary movement. In a book explaining their movement, STORM members wrote the following. We upheld the Marxist critique of capitalist exploitation. We agreed with Lenin's analysis of the state and the party and we found inspiration and guidance in third world revolutionaries like Mao Zedong. In a public speech, Jones blamed white people for poisoning black communities. Specifically, he said, the white polluters and the white environmentalists are essentially steering poison into the people of color communities. Only when conservatives began exposing what Jones had said and written was he forced to resign. Yet during the week before his resignation, as members of Congress began publicly calling on him to resign, the New York Times and many other mainstream news outlets reported nothing about Jones. Here's another example. Virtually every American believes that the Bush tax cuts were targeted toward the rich. Why? Because that's the way the media reported the tax cuts. Yet the fact is that the cuts were designed so that every American who pays taxes would receive a cut. Moreover, as a percentage of one's former taxes, the non-rich actually received the biggest cuts. In fact, after the cuts were implemented, the rich ended up paying a greater share of the taxes than before. Do you remember reading or hearing any of those facts from the mainstream media? Probably not. I've given you two very brief examples. You can find more examples and more details in my book, Left Turn, How Liberal Media Bias Distorts the American Mind. The third fact that you should know is that the bias in the media can actually be measured precisely and scientifically, and I have done just that. To see this, you first need to understand the notion of a political quotient, or PQ. This is a scale that I've constructed that measures political views quantitatively. The scale basically goes from zero to 100, where zero is very conservative and 100 is very liberal. According to my analysis, the PQ of the average American voter is about 50. If you'd like to compute your own PQ, you can take the 40-question quiz that I've devised, which you can find at PragerUniversity.com. Next, you need to understand the notion of a slant quotient, or SQ. This is a scale that quantitatively measures the reporting of media outlets. For instance, according to my results, the slant quotient of the New York Times is 74. That number means that the reporting of the New York Times, although not far left, definitely tilts significantly leftward, 24 points left of center to be precise. That number is not just my opinion. 
I derived it from a statistical analysis that observes which think tanks the New York Times cites. As I found, when the New York Times cites think tanks, it cites liberal ones much more frequently than conservative ones. My findings were published in the Quarterly Journal of Economics, a top peer-reviewed economics journal based at Harvard University. One of my most important conclusions is that if you focus on national mainstream news outlets, and I'm not including Fox News and talk radio here, you see that every one of those outlets has a liberal bias. Finally, does the bias really have an effect? In other words, does the bias actually make people think and vote more liberally? The answer is yes. And in a nutshell, here's the effect. Despite the bias, which clearly influences people's views in the liberal direction, the average American still has a political quotient of 50. This is approximately the views of the average voter in a purple state, such as Iowa or Nevada. But if we could magically eliminate media bias, then according to my results, this would cause the average American to move about 20 or 25 points to the right. If that happened, America would think and vote not like the average purple state, but like a solid red, that is, conservative state. So if it weren't for media bias, how would America look and think politically? According to my results, approximately like Texas. I'm Tim Grossclose, Professor of Political Science and Economics at UCLA for Prager University.